Hallelujah, hallelujah. God is good. Amen. That was a weak clap, but <laughs> thanks for that. Anyway, you guys did a great job. <laughs> I know that happens to me sometimes. I preach better than people listen. <laughs> if you brought your Bible with you today, go with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. I want to get into some new stuff today that I believe will be very, very helpful and beneficial to our lives. Why do people do the things they do? Why do, why do they make the, the choices they make? Why do some, why do some Christians even, why do they live contrary to the Word of God and then at the end of it beat themselves up for it and feel bad about it, but they still do it? Uh, is there a way? To control our lives. Is there a way to control our tongues? You know, which of course the scriptures calls in James chapter 4. That thing that no one can tame. Is there a way to tame the untamable? To control what seems to be out of control so many times uh, in people's experience. I, obviously I'm not getting this set up and... You know, prepping this for no, we're stuck. <laughs> so I think you can see where I'm going. I believe there is a way to control what comes out of our mouth. There's a way to control our actions and even our experience overall in life. There's a way where we can determine and decide what it's going to be. Anybody interested? Proverbs chapter 4, let's read verse 23. It says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Out of what? Out of your heart spring the issues of life. This message, this new series, is called Matters of the Heart. I want to show you this power center. Listen to this verse from the New International Version. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Wow. How much of what we do? Everything we do flows from the heart. The, the New Living Translation reads, Guard your heart above all else. Most important thing. For it determines the course of your life. Well, that's powerful. I read things like that and I'm kind of wanting to know what this means. I want to know what is the big deal about the heart. And how can I guard it as it says here. Because Everything in my life, all the issues of my life spring from that. It's, it's, it's the thing that 
everything I do flows from that place. It determines the course of my life. If that's the case, and that is the case, then we need to get a grip and an understanding of our hearts. People often will focus on the external things of their life. They'll give the most attention, the most effort, the most energy to things that are external. The physical side of them, the things, the circumstances around them. Uh, But so few are giving attention to this above all else, giving attention to the heart. According to this verse, the outward that so many times we give all of our attention to is a, uh, an outflow of the inward. It is a manifestation, if you will, of what is inside of us. So if I want to change the manifestation, if I want to change the experience, what's out here, what can be seen and viewed and heard and touched by me or by others, then I must deal with things inward in order to accomplish that. So according to this verse, again, the outward is a result of the inward. And we could talk about, no doubt, our actions, what we do. We could talk about our experience. We could talk about our health. We could talk about our success in life, our marriages, our relationships. All these things, the success of them flow from within us. Not just, man, if they would do this, if this would happen, if this opportunity came, if I had a secret pill, if I had a potion, huh? then, then everything would be great. No, no, that would be a band-aid. And it would only temporarily alter things. Why do some succeed, it seems, in various areas of their life over and over again? And if they get hit, they pop back. And if they run into trouble, it won't be too long until they're back again. Whereas others, it seems like every once in a while, they'll come out of the pit. (laughs) Every once in a while, they'll come out of the valley of the shadow of death. But they're camping in it. They're living their life there. Is it just... Man, some win and some lose and you just never can tell. Is it just, you know, some people are lucky? Are there real things that govern this? You know, when our daughter, when Wendy was really young, she said one day to Amy, she said, Mom, she said, we're really lucky. She said, don't you mean like blessed? She said, no, no. We're really lucky. <laughs> she said, said it to her again. No, I think you mean we're blessed. She said, no, lucky in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. <laughs> there, are, there are reasons for the blessing of God being manifest. There are reasons why things work and why they don't work. If we understand them, we can change things in our own lives. And we can help others. If we don't understand them, we'll oftentimes repeat a cycle uh, again and again and again throughout our lives. But we were created this way, okay? Your heart is working night and day to produce what's inside of it. It's happening right now. Whatever is in you, in abundance, is trying to get out and manifest, Okay, if it's blessings, if it's good things, they are trying to get out on the outside where, where others can see them. And if it's a negative thing, it's, if, it's, if it's, you know, 
negative emotions and dark things and all that kind of stuff, those also are trying to get out. Looking for an opportunity to manifest. Your heart is producing your quality of life. So if I want to change the quality of my life and improve it and help others, I need to have my focus where it's supposed to be in the heart. When someone has the right things in their heart, it's only a matter of time until they will be manifest and they'll be seen by others. I mean, no, you don't really know a person until you've been around them for a while. You've seen them in various circumstances under different pressures, pressures and so forth. Because sometimes when the pressure comes on, that's when what's really there comes out. All right? Hallelujah. And so, a person then cannot consistently act contrary to what is in abundance in their heart. Sometimes I think we can stir up a little uh, discipline. We can slap our hand over our mouth before we say what we wanted to say. Uh, We can curb our behavior short term. But how many know it's always going to be short term unless we deal with the root of why that thing is there. And if we'll get down and get underneath and, and deal with the root of something, you can actually live the way you want to live. You can have God's blessings flowing in your life many times without even trying. It's just, it seems like, man, this is just who I am. I'm just healthy. I'm just successful. I'm just happy. I just love people. I'm just enjoying life. Why? Why is, why is that, that that way for you? I'll tell you why. Because it is in abundance inside of them. When it's in abundance there, it's not difficult for that to come out. Hallelujah. And so, it even works in, in many areas. It works in areas and things like prosperity. Uh, how many know you prosper inside before you prosper in your wallet? That's why people bounce back oftentimes when they have setbacks when it, in financial areas because they have something within them that is right and that thinks that way. Uh, I know programs that work with individuals in regards to overcoming addictions. Uh, I'm for whatever works and whatever helps people. And if you've been helped by anything, don't let me take that away from you. But... Uh, you know, but when, individ- when individuals are told, you're an alcoholic, for example. You are one. You'll always be one. That's who you are, period. You need to say it every day. Remind yourself. Tell everyone else. That's who you are. I have a real problem with that. I really do. Because that is contrary to the gospel. I think people too should take responsibility for their behavior. But listen, when we come to Christ, what does He do? He changes us and gives us a new identity. I no longer identify as a bound person. I no longer identify as a sick person, as a a, a broken person, an abused person, a hurt. No, I identify with who I am in Christ. And if I will see myself that way and get that in abundance in my heart, it will become eventually normal and even easy to live that out but if I think one way I can't I can't conduct myself contrary to that on a regular basis you've heard me say this in different contexts many times I don't like saying hey we're all sinners 
Hey, hey, Christians, you know, we're all sinners. No, according to the scripture, I was a sinner, but now I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Why would I tell someone, live right, you dirty rascal? You need to live holy, you unholy thing. You need to live righteous, you unrighteous thing. No, 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 no. Why would I want them to identify with the old guy and yet live like the new guy? See, we identify with victory, with who we are in Christ, what He has done for us. We take that as our badge and we say, thank you, Lord, I'm grateful, but that's who I am. If I will fill my heart with that revelation and understanding, it will manifest. It will eventually become normal and even easy for me to live. Now, uh, let me, let me uh, slow down for just a moment and define for you the way I see the word heart used in Scripture and the way I want to be using it in this message, okay? Uh, if you'll look up the word heart, you'll find it's used hundreds and hundreds of times throughout the Scripture. And I think probably by context already, you can see we're not referring to the physical heart. Okay? When you talk about your heart in this context, not talking about the pump. Alright? The physical pump within you. You're not going to fill that with anything. Uh, I don't even know about that. Uh, but, but think of the term heart as defined this way, it's the central, it is the innermost part of something. Okay? It is the core, that, that, those type of things. I, I know in Scripture we are defined, we are described as human beings as being three-part beings. They are spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. I don't want to go into that teaching right now. First uh, Thessalonians 5.23 is one of those references. We are three parts. But then also, also now, I see in Scripture, 2 Corinthians 4.16, for example, that we are defined as being two parts. All right? Inward and outward. It's why some have come to theological conclusions where some say, hey, we're a trichotomy, and some say, no, we're a dichotomy, and and we're three or two. Uh, It depends... I would say we're three. No doubt I see that in Scripture. But it depends on the context of what you're discussing. You can simply talk about two. And that's primarily my focus in this, is we are talking about the inward person as opposed to the outward person. Everybody with me? All right, so say, what about the spirit and soul? I believe most of the time, in many, many Scriptures that we read, when it says heart, it is referring to the spirit and the soul combined, comprising the inward man. All right. Now, there are verses, uh, and if you read along, you'll find uh, times when soul and heart are distinguished as between one from another. Um, Also, it's kind of a word where you have to see the context to really define it. I I would rather be exact and like, don't let this word mean anything but this ever again. (laughs) You know, in Scripture, just help me understand and teach. (laughs) But it doesn't seem to be the case. It's kind of like the word soul. If you define it specifically, it's your mind, your will, your emotions. But in a general sense, soul is also used to define the person's whole being. Adam became a living soul or a being, okay? Um, like the word flesh. Is flesh a good word or a bad word? 
depends on the context. It could just refer to our physical being. It could refer to the sin nature that was crucified with Christ for all believers. Huh? It could refer to whether I'm in the spirit or in the flesh or following after the spirit or the flesh. And so some of those words to put an exact definition and say this is what it means every time in every circumstance could lead us to uh, some wrong conclusions when studying the word of God. So, again now, when we're talking about the heart, we're talking about the spirit and the soul. We're talking about the inward person. Uh, the Bible says, with the heart one believes, okay, in, in, in Romans uh, chapter 10. Old Testament believers, they all had a dead spirit. Even though some had a relationship with God based on the covenants and promises of God, they all had a dead spirit. All right? Nowadays, in the New Testament, in the New Covenant... All believers, everyone who's been born again, has an alive spirit. Everyone who's unsaved still has a dead spirit. means it's separated from God. If you've been saved, you have a living spirit, an alive spirit. It's full of God's life. It's full of His love. It's full of His power. It's full of His goodness. I mean, there's nothing wrong. There's no sin in there. It is a, it is a living spirit. It's a wonderful thing. But watch. We also have the soulish part, which in combination, uh, we have the heart. So, obviously you get born again, you've got a, you're a real step up in this whole discussion right from the get-go. Because you've got a lot of good things inside of you by means of the new birth or salvation. So it's already operating in there. It's already going on. God's talking to you. He's leading you. He's, he, he, he's revealing things to you. Because you're saved. But we have the other aspect where this is also true. It is possible for a Christian to have wrong things in their heart. Anybody with me? Okay. Even uh, in the book of Acts in chapter 8, there was a guy there that got saved. He got baptized in water. And then short time after that, he was rebuked for the things he was saying and doing. And he was told, your heart is not right in the sight of God. Yet he was saved. Yet he received the Lord. He said, your heart is not right. Okay, so we, we see that as a potential. It's possible for us, even here today, to have some things in our heart that are totally contrary to the ways of God, the will of God, the plan of God, the way he thinks. And that is what we want to uh, remove. We want to get rid of that. Why? Because everything in our life flows from that place. All of our experience, all of, uh, all of the things we seek to enjoy and have God's best flows from the heart. If it's not in the heart, it's probably temporary. Even if a good thing happens to you and someone else prays for you, puts it on you, and, and some great things manifest, it'll be temporary until it gets in here. Are you, are you with me today? Uh, you know, I, I knew a young woman years ago and she... Was, was in a meeting, we were having a service, and, and there was a word of knowledge about her. Um, her the word of knowledge came to the, to the crowd, basically saying, there's a woman here having a, uh, problems in her menstrual cycle and a lot of pain. And I knew, uh, I wasn't the one ministering, I was there. I knew her, and, uh, and it was, you know, severe pain and crampage and stuff, laying up in bed type of thing. All right, I imagine some can relate and understand what that's all about better than me. Uh, and, uh, which is zero. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, 
And anyway, this woman came and was ministered to, prayed, hand, laid hands were laid on, and, and that problem stopped that moment. And she told me later, she said, she said, for, she said, for the next six months, I never had any issues, never, no problem, no pain, no, that cramping and all that kind of stuff. She said it was great. And after six months, it was back. Someone said that wasn't a real healing then, was it? Well, of course it was a real healing. But just because someone gets healed at one moment doesn't mean that that's the end of the story. If you're living on planet Earth in a fallen world, you have a physical body, get ready to defend it. Huh? And so what she told me, so what I did, she said, when it came back, she said, absolutely not. She said, I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to receive this. This is not going to remain in my body. And I resist this in Jesus' name. And, and you know what happened? It left again, and it left for good. Amen. See, well, what's the difference? Now, they're both God. But one was someone else ministering in the Spirit, flowing with the Spirit, and they put that on her, so to speak. But what happened later is she got it in her. And when she got it in her, she could live it perpetually. She could, it, it would be her continual manifestation. Okay. So what's, what do you got going on inside of you? So what's, what's happening in you is going to be your experience at some point. Now, look with me at Matthew chapter 12, if you would. This is not just wisdom, not just a proverb. Jesus actually spoke on this subject a, a good bit, teaching individuals that he was ministering to, by extension us, how things work in life, how we were created. But it is possible, now all believers, again, we have a living spirit full of the life and nature and, and ability of God, but we also have our soul part to deal with, so our heart still needs to be filled with the right stuff. In, in, in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33, Jesus said, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. An evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. So Jesus taught this very same thing. Whatever is in you, in abundance, is going to come out. The heart will reveal what is in it in abundance. At some point, you are going to say what is in you. Okay? And I think we should operate this way in many areas. I endeavor to exercise myself this way and I encourage others. Uh, even as I'm ministering, I recognize that what we're doing here is not just a natural event. It's not just a... a academic learning environment. We're transferring knowledge from mind to mind. I fully believe that the Spirit of God is involved in what we're doing here now and that He can and will say and do things that are beyond our explanation. Okay, I endeavor to minister from within here. I have prepared, I study, I put things in me, and, and, and no doubt, and I'm ministering some of those, but I'm always listening inside, because what you know what happens is 
very commonly, very frequently, I will start to say things that my head has no ability to naturally confirm or, or, or have knowledge of. And I don't know what's going on here. Oh, here we go. The Spirit of God who lives in my spirit, down in my heart, is starting to reveal things to people and help them in areas that I could never help them with because I don't have the knowledge to do so. I don't know what's happening and going on in their lives. You'll find yourself greatly helped and aided in your life if you'll live that way as well. You're not just a physical being. You are not. It is not just about the circumstances around you. You have the Spirit of God in you. You have the life. And you also have whatever else you put in. And if that is a bunch of good stuff, you'll find at the right time and the right place, it'll start manifesting. And you'll say things and you'll do things. And at the end of it, you'll say, man, that was good. How did I even know to do that? And it came from within you. Minister to others. Pray from the inside out. Huh? Paul told the Ephesians, he said, not wrestling with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age and wicked spirits in heavenly places. He said, stop fighting with people. He said, your battle is spiritual. Let's not live as if that's not the case. Let's recognize the spiritual realm and even within our own beings that we are, our lives are a manifestation of what's in here. And if I want to change it permanently and make it easy, I change the content of my heart. Out of the abundance, your mouth is going to speak. You are going to say it. It's coming out sooner or later. I've been told by some in, in law enforcement and those who do investigations that one of the things that they try to do when they're... Um, you know, asking questions of a, of a suspect, something like that, is they try to get them to talk a lot. They want them to keep talking. You know why? Because eventually they're going to say something that they didn't plan to say. Eventually they're going to reveal something that they, were, they wanted to keep secret, but if you keep them talking, they're going to tell you. Huh? Why? It's the way we're created. That's the way it works. What's in there? It's coming out. Amen. And so, also, you and I are going to act on what we believe. I'm not opposed to, and I'm, I'm pro, if you will, taking steps of faith on purpose, making a decision to act on what I believe. But I also recognize this truth and this reality that we are acting on what we believe. I am doing in my life today, what I believe is important. What I believe I should do. And if I'm doing the wrong thing and recognize that, I need to change the, con- the contents of the container so that what is in me, will start. I'll start acting different. It's kind of like if you go to a gas station and you, know, you, you fill your tank up, but it's got that little clip there that makes it stop when the tank is full. But if you didn't have that there and you just locked it on, what happens? it'll fill up, fill up, fill up, fill up till it's full and it'll start coming back out. See, if I will do that with whatever I want, whatever I see as good, as God, as desirable, as His promise, His covenant, His will, I will put stuff in me to such a degree, eventually it's going to start coming out. It just will. We're designed that way. It's going to start. And, and if nothing good is coming out, there's not an abundance of good stuff coming out of your life, it just shows you need heavy doses of input. Hmm? 
I mean, let me take, take a side journey for a moment. Uh, if, if someone starts talking about politics or sports or something else that may interest you and someone says something and you are quick to have a response, to have input, you know, if it's, if it's social media, you, ha- you have input. But when someone mentions something about the kingdom of God, and you say, hmm, yeah, that's good, and go on. It could be a revelation of what's inside of your heart. I'm not saying the other stuff is wrong to have discussions about. I'm just saying we can identify ourselves by when things happen around us, what comes out? Where's the passion? And if you want it to be in an area that it's not, it can be. We can change these things to where our lives are producing the very thing that God wants to happen, that we, we, we really we desire to happen. But don't try to convince me that you believe something. You're doing what you believe. I've had people say, I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. Well, that'll be seen by how you act. Faith prepares. Faith gets ready. Faith, you know, what you believe, you're expecting. You're getting ready for it to manifest in your life. And if you're not, you don't believe it. Doesn't mean you can't. Beliefs can be altered. Beliefs can be changed. Beliefs can be strengthened. We can put more gas in the tank until it's so strong it starts coming out in our words and our actions, our decision making. We're always preparing for the fulfillment of what God has said. Hallelujah. Look with me at Mark chapter 7. Everybody got a few more minutes? Mark chapter 7. Uh, same type of principle here Jesus is, is sharing. Verse 14. When he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, Hear me, everyone, and understand. There is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him, but the things which come out of, come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, when, he, when he had entered a house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. So he said to them, Are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him? So again, what's their mindset? It's all external. It's all the food that we eat. It's all the, it's the external things that mess us up. He said, no, none of that can do it to you. Verse 19, because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach. Jesus is not talking about physical heart. He's talking about the kind of heart we're talking about. He said, those things that you eat, those don't get in your heart. They go in your stomach. And then in the toilet. Sorry, that's my paraphrase. (laughs) Jesus said it better. Sorry. And is eliminated, thus purifying all foods. And he said, what comes out of a man, that defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart... Of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. 
all these evil things come from within and defile a man. So you see the principle that he's teaching, not external, but internal. And what we allow to come out of our mouth. Should we cap our mouths if it's about to say the wrong thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Eventually, long term and all the time, you'll never be able to always catch it unless the contents of your heart are altered. When they are, then it becomes easy. Then it becomes your natural way of living, your natural life. Everybody with me today? See, even a person's health is affected more by what's in their heart than by the foods that they eat. See, Jesus taught us this. These are the things that govern, that control all the issues of life. It's what you have placed within your heart. Uh, If you want a victorious outside, what do you need? You need to have a victorious inside. If I'm not succeeding, if if I'm not succeeding to the degree that I desire, I, I don't need to pray for something to come to me. I need to get so full of victory in here that it'll come out in my decisions. It'll come out in my thoughts. It'll come out in my words. It'll come out in everything I do. There is a better way for us to change our lives than to constantly be working on ourselves externally. It seems like a non-direct approach. Man, you need to get out there and work on this and work on this. If I will focus on, and I'm just kind of saying this just to start here today, but uh, if I will focus on cutting off things that are getting in me, that are harming me, and if I will focus on getting the right things inside of my heart, victory and all these things, again, they will come naturally, eventually. Eventually, you'll get to a place where it's like, man, this is easy. And someone else will look at you and say, what's going on? Why is that so easy? Why does it always work for you? And it might almost be hard to describe because it's just who you are. And you've, you've let the spirit of life and the, the, the resurrected, born-again spirit that you have affect the soulish realm of your being. Until your heart is is a container and it's full of life and it's full of victory and it's full of joy and love and it's full of all the things. It's full of faith and confidence and you pray. Others are working it up. They're praying and sweating and crying hard and let's believe God. And you come up there and say, Father, thank you for doing this. Amen. And it happens. You didn't even sweat. You didn't even worry. (laughs) It's just... Well, and you, your thoughts are, why, why are you getting so worked up about this? It's almost like you think God's far away and not sure if he loves you. See, what's a reality inside of us is going to manifest and make things normal, make things natural to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I trust this is helpful and it will stir your hearts today. To, to get going, and, 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 and I would encourage you to read over these verses again and again this week. Go to your life group if it meets this week and discuss these things. Talk about them. Because I tell you, that's the Scripture in Proverbs is extremely powerful. Everything flows out of this. 
And yet all of our attention sometimes is on external stuff and we're not guarding the most important part of our being, the inward part. Amen.